2: Listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at Pastor Scott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Good to be with you today. Our number is 888 528 2557. 888 528 2557. You can call in and join the conversation. We talk about the issues of the day on the Pastor Scott Show and look at them from a Christian perspective. One of the big issues here in the news, locally but also nationally, is the shooting of Deputy Ryan Clickenbroomer, who Sheriff's Deputy Clickenbroomer, who was murdered near the Palmdale station, right outside the station Saturday night. Officials this morning announced the arrest of a suspect.
3: We had a press conference at that time. Many of you were here. Community community members came forward with information. Which led homicide detectives to identify the suspect and the vehicle used in the murder of Deputy Clink and Broomer. Early this morning, our Special Enforcement Bureau served a warrant at the suspect's residence located in the 37, 600,000 block of Burrison Street here in the city of Palmdale. During that operation deputies surrounded the residence and called out all the occupants of the, that residence. Eventually, family members did come out. The suspect chose to barricade himself and refused to initially come out. He barricaded himself for several hours. Our special enforcement deputies are basically our SWAT team uh, we're out there for several hours, uh, trying to de-escalate the situation uh, using different techniques, including using hostage negotiators. Eventually, they were deployed, or they deployed chemical agents, and the suspect ultimately surrendered.
1: That was Los Angeles County Sheriff Robert Luna at the press conference in Palmdale, talking about that this morning. You know, it is uh, one of these stories that happens once in a while, and uh, it is—it's a shocking thing. If you saw the the video, you don't really see it graphically, which is good. But uh, the sheriff deputy in his marked vehicle. And he just comes to a stop and a car pulls up behind him and then pulls up to the side and shoots him and then takes off. And it doesn't appear that there's any reason. There must be a reason uh, for that, obviously. Uh, but uh, last I checked, they didn't know of any motive for that. But I wanted to talk about it and get your thoughts on this, 888-528-2557. I think it's important just as a community that we acknowledge that You know, this is something that That causes us all to be less safe. This is a a time to recognize that uh, the people who protect us, you know, they they're there for a reason. They're there because we are living in a, a society that's getting more and more violent. And, you know, it seems like it's it's more and more nonsensical all the time. And uh, Sheriff Luna did uh, praise the deputies who were able to uh, track down this person, discover who he is, and uh, arrest him really without incident, which is also important.
3: And I want to take a pause here for a second when I talk about how proud I am of this department after a significant tragedy that we've shared with all of you. Because those special enforcement deputies took the time to try to de-escalate this and take this individual peacefully into custody when they knew that our deputy was not afforded the same opportunity he never gave our deputy a chance, but yet our men and women gave this individual a chance to take him into custody peacefully
1: I think that's important to point out because you know the police officers the sheriffs are they're regular people, just like you and me. And they have a job, but they have a job where they leave every day, unsure if they're going to come home. And they have dealt with unbelievable pressure and scrutiny for a long time, but uh, the last three or four years, especially, but really the last uh, 10 or 15 years have been extraordinary uh, with that. And it isn't that in policing, there aren't things that need to be changed. And I think uh, you know, that's fine to talk about, but this should never happen. There's no excuse for anyone doing this for any reason. The I was glad that Sheriff Luna took the time to talk about how they de-escalated it, because I can tell you, knowing a lot of cops, some of them would have liked to uh, burn the house down with him in it. That That's the emotion that you have. And I think that's the emotion that any one of us would have if this were somebody that we knew, if this were our child, if this were somebody who was... You know, that we work with who we're close to that we know, it is, it's just incredibly painful and it's incredibly senseless whenever this happens. And some of you listening, you've gone through this kind of tragedy before where somebody you know was murdered or died because of somebody's senseless, you know, activity. You're angry and you're angry for a reason. But it's important, I think, that uh, deputies did this uh, well. And uh, waited a long time to get him to come out of the house. The deputies recovered numerous firearms, according to the L.A. Times, at that location, as well as the car that was linked to the killing. And, uh, you know, it, it's such a sad story. I grew up in Palmdale, so maybe this affects me a little bit more because uh, I grew up up there. I joke about Palmdale all the time. You know, I say I like to say it's a good place to be from, uh, you know, uh, and it is. But I, I loved growing up in Palmdale. I loved that town and I still do. Uh, I haven't been up there forever. I am going up there. I got to drive through there actually for something else I'm doing, uh, ministry that I'm doing in a couple of weeks. But it's, uh, I'm looking for, I'm going to go buy my old house and go buy, you know, the town, see what it's like. I know it's changed a lot. And uh, people who I know who still live there lament, you know, how it's changed. Um, it's not the same. I don't remember, I mean, there were acts of violence that happened you know, not too long ago, but I don't remember stuff like this. You know, I think part of why this is happening, and you can you can uh, give a call and say why you think so. This is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Maybe if you live in Palmdale, and know we have a lot of listeners up there in the high desert. Uh, if you just are, are feeling it a little bit, you want to call in, uh, let's, uh, we'd love to hear what you have to say. 888-528-2557. I think part of why this is happening is that we're we're not seeing crime the way we used to. And while I'm in favor of things that are reforms, I'm not in favor of not calling crimes crimes. That's not justice. I'm not in favor of taking particularly violent crimes and not treating them like violent crimes. And, you know, an interesting thing that came up uh, two or three times, actually, in the press conference. This is Sheriff Luna talking about it. And I thought this was an interesting comment that uh, he had to stress.
3: Homicide investigators will be presenting this case to the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office for their filing consideration. I have personally spoken to the district attorney this morning, and he he assures me that they will aggressively pursue this case.
1: See, I thought that was an interesting thing for him to say, that you have a police officer murdered in cold blood for no particular reason, not that there would be a reason, but cold blood murder of a sheriff's deputy, and he has to call the district attorney. I think there's a tension here of people wondering, are we going to prosecute this guy? I think if you would talk to our attorney, district attorney Gascon's office, they'd say, of course, we're going to prosecute him. But I'm not sure in the minds of all of us it's an of course. Do you know what I mean? I think that we are at this point where we wonder – is this person going to be prosecuted for doing this, which is the most heinous, really, of, of crimes or right up there. I think we have a question. Listen again to what Sheriff Luna, how Sheriff Luna inserts this into the press
3: conference. Homicide investigators will be presenting this case to the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office for their filing consideration.
1: Now, you you have to – it's such a weird wording, and he's reading this. If you see the video, he's reading this, and maybe I'm reading too much into this, but I don't don't think so. I think that because we know that we have some doubt about whether or not violent crime in particular is going to be prosecuted – He's filing this for the consideration of the district attorney. Now, there's probably some legal stuff behind that, right? What if the evidence isn't clear that this is really the guy? I guess he admitted it, according to the Times, he admitted it. Uh, you know, he says he did it. There's probably plenty of evidence. You know, maybe there's some language there, you know, that's... Inter- but I just thought this was weird. I've never heard it. And then listen to this.
3: I have personally spoken to the district attorney this morning, and he, ins- he assures me that they will aggressively pursue this case.
1: See, I feel like what he's saying, and maybe I'm wrong, I might be putting this into Sheriff Luna's mind, and maybe this is some cynicism that I've developed, but I just think it's weird that he has to, that the sheriff has to call the district attorney and then report to all of us, he assures me that he is going to prosecute this crime. To me, that says, I called him to say, you better prosecute this. Like, why would that even be a question? Why would there even you know, I imagine if a police officer gets killed, the sheriff or a sheriff gets killed, the sheriff probably calls it maybe that's a normal thing, but I can't imagine that there has to be part of the conversation that requires the district attorney to promise that he'll prosecute. See what I'm saying? I feel like I'm reading something here that is a doubt that we now have in our society that crime can be punished. And this is not justice. It is not justice to to not bring justice for victim. Justice is important. Justice is, it is the balancing of the scales. You know, for in a conversation, say, about, you know, the death penalty, usually that conversation has to do with whether or not it's a deterrent, right? Does the death penalty work? And you usually end up in a conversation about deterrent and whether or not uh, having the death penalty will deter crime from happening. You know, that's part of it. You know, certainly that's true for any punishment. Going to prison is a deterrent, right? Getting a, a $400 or $500 ticket, whatever it is for driving in the carpool lane, if you're not a carpool, that's a deterrent. You know, when I'm sitting in traffic, the reason I don't go into that carpool lane is be, if I'm alone in the car, is because I see that big number on the sign that I can't afford that ticket. And I get the ticket, just to let you know. There, it's a deterrent. But that's not actually the whole issue when it comes to crime and punishment it's not just deterrent it's justice right the death penalty in that discussion whether or not you're for the death penalty or not that's a, that's another part of that's another discussion really but but the the part of that discussion that matters you know that we don't talk about so much is is it justice life for life meaning it, whether it's a deterrent or not is the appropriate penalty for first degree murder is it the state taking the life of the person who is the the murderer right it's the justice part of that that matters so it's it's deterrent that's fine but the justice is the question here in genesis chapter uh six or nine i don't have it in front of me but six or nine god gives this instruction here to uh to noah you know um For man, when sheds the blood of man, then by man shall his blood be shed. It's the first instance of God's justice sort of being put down that says, hey, if you kill somebody, if you murder somebody, uh, then whatever government you have, and they didn't really have much at the time there of Noah, but eventually it would develop, then that government has the authority to take that life. And the reason isn't revenge, it's justice, 888-528-2557 888-528-2557 is the number. This is the Pastor Scott Show. 888-528-2557. Uh, Tom and Simi Valley, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
4: Hi, thanks. Uh, a couple of things. Number one, the, it's all about wording. Yeah. Justice, justice in the eyes of the law is no longer tied to outcome. It's tied to process. As long as the law can say that they have followed the checks and balances and their procedure, then regardless of the outcome they can say justice has been served, because justice is now the process and not the outcome. Not the outcome,
1: meaning that not the eventual jury trial where there's either conviction or acquittal.
4: It doesn't matter. The the judgment doesn't matter. It's just that they can say, and it's called plausible deniability, they can say that justice has been served because we adhered to the process, that we had established as outlined. You Hmm. cannot hold us accountable. Now, that being said, in terms of legal language, uh, lawyers, uh, litigators always use uh, vague language when they don't have a strong case or know that they, they are going to proceed in a certain direction because again, it gives them plausible deniability, wiggle room to give a different explanation uh, to change on the drop of a hat. Only when somebody has a strong case will their language be assertive, direct, timely, and focused. So, whatever you're reading, you're, you're spot on. They are giving themselves wiggle room to not be held accountable if any sort of judgment or decision doesn't go their way or the public opinion.
1: Uh, is not satisfied. Do you think, uh, so do you think that that is why Sheriff Lunas phrased things that way? Like, I think they probably have a pretty clear case here, but there's a doubt, isn't there, that a conviction would well, then, f- follow or that it would be, you know, the same strength of a case of a normal uh, first-degree murder?
4: Yeah, well, no, you, you have, this is where you have the lawyers pitted against the, the uh what is it? What do they call that? The, the lawyers pitted against the the enforcement arm of of the legal system mm. of of governance. Yeah. So I guarantee you the police want a conviction, but the lawyers know full well that they're going to be scrutinized. So they're they're going to hedge their bets because they don't want any negative press upon them because of how many times they've brought cases that have gotten kicked out. And it just, it, it adds too much drama. So their lawyers will never say anything that's going to hold their feet to the flame of accountability. Mm. So any language that, 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 that sheriff got from dealing with the DAs is all about the DAs protecting their own hides and the sheriff being a public servant himself yeah. is
1: basically telling the line. And the sheriff basically being able to say, I begged the district attorney to prosecute this case. You no, know, uh, I did you my, know, uh, I, I, did I did what I did can do. I
4: did my due diligence. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Everybody, I, it's all about, it's all about people asserting authority with no responsibility tied to the decision of the, the authority
1: that they ensue. Yeah, I think that's probably right, Tom. Thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. Appreciate that. Uh, 8-528-2557. Is Tom right? I think I think there is something to that, right? The language. It's always it's always important to listen to the language of people in authorities, and I always look at it, especially when they're reading it, right? Because when they're reading it, somebody has prepared that. Maybe they've prepared it, but in these cases, it's lawyers, it's PR people. You know, somebody has prepared and spent time choosing those words, you know, to mean something. And this is, uh, if you're just joining us, this was part of Sheriff Luna's press conference today that struck me as interesting.
3: Homicide investigators will be presenting this case to the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office for their filing consideration.
1: See, that was the first one. I thought, as if they wouldn't. Like, why wouldn't they do that? Obvious. Why do you even have to say that? And then he says this.
3: I have personally spoken to the district attorney this morning, and he, ins- he assures me that they will aggressively pursue this case.
1: Well, see, that to me, I mean, I'm glad. I hope all that's, you know, on the level. But I think Tom's probably right. that, And this is what my insight was telling me here is that that is written down. He's reading that and he's. He's asking a district attorney who has already been up for recall for not prosecuting cases. Essentially, I mean, I'm almost hearing him beg, you will prosecute this, right? You are, this guy's a uh, cop killer. You are going to do this. There's, there's not some sort of uh, political thing you're going to uh, bow down to on this, are you? Uh, I think that's there. What do you think? 888-528-2557. Dan in San Pedro, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
5: Yes, uh, my name is Dan, and uh, Scott. You know, uh, my heart goes out to that family of oh, that yeah. officer that got killed. You know, I mean, this is so ridiculous. I mean, so many officers get injured, or and killed, and, and and you know the, you know, and and with the things that are happening nowadays, nobody seems to care. You know, all these criminals have guns. You know, I mean, look at this guy that they have. He had a lot of guns, apparently. But,
6: yeah, I, I was
5: talking to two people that were doing work on my house the other day, and one of them said to the other one, Hey, man, my cousin just got a AR-47. I can get any weapon I want. And he's probably not lying, you know. But uh, it just seems like the world's going to hell, and nobody cares. Back in the old days, you shot a police officer, and you automatically got the death penalty. I mean, like you quoted from the Bible. It's I, just ridiculous that you can go out there and shoot these innocent police officers. So I, I thank you for listening to me, but I, I'm, I, my heart just goes out to that family.
1: Yeah, thanks for calling, Dan. And uh, my heart does, too. I think, uh, you know, we have people who are getting killed in our towns uh, all the time, right? So it doesn't always make the news, and this made national news, and it does because of the the brutalness of it and because it's a, a sheriff, uh, and everybody's hurting with that. But, you know, it's the justice question, I think, that when we get into why does this seem like it happens and why does it seem like, you know, why would we even have to wonder if it's going to be prosecuted when it seems pretty straightforward? I think that there, there are some details in that. 888 528 2557 Charlie in Westminster, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
6: Hi, thanks. Uh I want to respond to what you said about the uh the death penalty not not about this uh immediate case
1: but in the justice uh, uh discussion I had about that a second ago.
6: Yeah, we the um um uh you, you quoted from uh from the uh the Old Testament. Uh the uh, the only uh death penalty case I believe uh, the Lord Jesus uh, ran into uh, in addition to his own was uh, the the woman taken in adultery, and uh, according to uh, uh, not American law uh, not any any uh, what are the, uh, any uh, uh, inferior law but according to uh, god's law uh, she uh, deserved to die and um, uh, like I said, this is the only death penalty case the lord had anything to do with besides his own that we know about uh he argued for uh for the defense and she uh she received no
1: penalty. He said whoever has the uh, was without sin cast the first stone right
6: yeah but it all, the, the passage i believe also said that that she was guilty
1: yeah do you, well what is uh you know and i think you you're making a good point here, but how does it um When I was talking about the death penalty, it's Genesis 9, 6, you know, whoever sheds human blood by humans shall their blood be shed for in the image of God, uh, he has God made mankind. There's a lot to that. But the idea that I was really getting at is not really pro or con death penalty, it's pro or con justice, you know. So back then there's no prison to put a murderer in. They didn't have that, right? So do you think that Jesus would say that in this case for this defendant, uh, whoever is without sin, whoever has not hated his brother, which is the same in your heart, so we shouldn't prosecute him? I don't think that's what no, you're no, saying, right? I'm
6: not applying it to this case. Yeah. Um, but in, I, I, I obviously, uh, I'm against the death penalty. Yeah. Uh, but, and that there's other reasons. But uh, you I would have,
1: be for uh, some kind of justice that would balance the scales, whether it be life in prison or something that would say uh, a murderer, a first-degree murderer should have some kind of just penalty for what they did.
6: I'm just saying that, that uh, murder was not the only death penalty offense. In the in uh, in, the, in the, the Old Testament,
1: that's true. That's Matt's
6: true. law. Yeah. And uh, uh, but uh, you know, the Lord wrote the Old Testament. Yeah. And uh, he, <laughs> he knew uh, uh, he knew the law and uh, uh, and justice better than. Yeah. uh, uh it, than the people, than what was written down <laughs> in, in Genesis.
1: He did, Charlie. I got to take a break. Thank you for your call. I appreciate uh, your thoughts on that subject. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. We're talking about the uh, murder of the sheriff's deputy in Palmdale and responding a little bit to that, but also talking about justice and what that is. And uh, we'll get back to that in a minute. I'll share a little bit more from uh, this person's family, and I think get into some of the. Uh, nuances that maybe some people will bring up. I think it's important that we consider this because the justice question is a significant one for our society. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. 528 This is the Pastor Scott Show. You can watch us now on kkla.com. We'll be back as the Monday edition continues. Stay tuned.
2: You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at scott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott
1: Show, good to be with you. Number is 888-528-2557. We're talking about justice and what it really is, and we're talking about it in relationship to the shooting of the sheriff's deputy in Palmdale. They did catch the person who they believe did that this morning, and uh, there was an interesting part of The press conference that Sheriff Luna had where he had this to say, clip three.
3: Homicide investigators will be presenting this case to the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office for their filing consideration. I have personally spoken to the district attorney this morning and he he assures me that they will aggressively pursue this case.
1: What we went through here is that it's an odd statement to make where you kind of wonder, why would the district attorney not pursue the case? And, you know, we have questions about that, don't we? Uh, In this case, the person who was arrested, his uh, mom said this. He was only 29 years old. His mom said that he was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia about five years ago. I find it interesting he's diagnosed, right? So that means if she's telling the truth – You know, sometimes people say somebody's got a mental illness, but they've never been looked at by anybody. Right. But in this case, diagnosed probably means somebody diagnosed him with us. It's been an ongoing battle. She said she's had to call law enforcement at least twice when he's become aggressive toward himself, hearing voices after not taking medication and those kinds of things. Um, But he had never hurt anyone else. and uh, they asked Sheriff Luna about it, you know, and what he said is, well, if I had to go to your family and tell them you weren't coming home because you were just murdered, it probably wouldn't matter what the person was thinking or what their condition was. And I think that's true in the sense that, you know, people have to be accountable for their actions, even if they've got something going on. But I think that maybe deep down here, there's a concern that justice won't be done, uh, because we tend to find excuses these days to to not do it. My, and, you know, like I said before, I grew up in Palmdale, so this has hit me a little bit more than maybe some do. But, you know, it's changed so much. And I think it's because our perception of justice has changed. That, as our caller Tom in the last segment said, justice so often has to do with whatever the process is or whatever the, you know, if I went through the process, then justice has been done, even though maybe justice hasn't been done at all. If You know, if the process is, I'm not going to prosecute people who steal $949 worth of merchandise for the store, and they can just keep doing that every day, like we've been seeing, well, that's not justice, real justice. The system might call it justice, but it's not justice for the shop owner who now is out of business or has to leave the state. It's not justice for the victim. Justice, from a biblical standpoint, is a evening out of the scales, if you will, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557, let me go to some calls here, Oscar in Baldwin Park, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Oscar, are you with us? All right, Oscar, I'm going to come back to you, let's go to Mark in Montebello, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
7: Hey, Pastor Scott, uh, Mark here, long-term listener, go back to the days of Frank Story.
1: All right, well, thanks for listening. Uh-
7: Yeah, nevertheless, uh, it's a very uh, controversial topic that you're discussing today. Um, And I just want to touch on on the laws are too lenient. I'm going to share a little bit of me. I was an ex-gang member that went to prison and had to pay for my penalties Mm -hmm. that I'd done in society. Yeah. And it deterred me, Pastor, from returning. Yeah. It, it, It deterred me to say, hey, I need to evaluate my life. I need to see where it's going. And not only that, God didn't make me to be a creature to hurt other human beings. Now, uh, I say that to say this, that if the laws were a little stricter, and I think if if we got away, I mean, who instituted capital punishment? I want to believe it's the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's Romans 13 where he says, I put all authority, in, and you're subjected to it don't have to fear the law if you're walking on the right side of the law, but if you're if you aren't, then you've got to fear. Yeah. So, so with that knowledge, I, I sometimes it's hard for me to to see the way society is going, the laws of the land, the due diligence. In in. Uh,
1: Do you need to move you your know, car or anything, or somebody honking at you? No,
7: no. no I just <laughs> okay. Up the window. I'm driving, sir. I apologize. Well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know um, you know what, Mark, I know what you're saying about that. Did you feel like that you, that the laws that governed uh, your conviction were right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, when you got out, you uh, understood, um, you know, what you're supposed to do. Did you feel like people treated you like you had done your time and that's good?
7: Uh, some. Yeah. Some, some, some were forgiving. Yeah. Uh, my parents really... Uh, embrace me, and mm-hmm. I started, upon my release, I started on a new journey, and that journey was with the Lord.
1: Oh, that's and,
7: great. Um, and, and my life has not been the same, mm-hmm. and my outlook, my worldview has now changed according to the Scripture. And and I, I, the reason why I wanted to comment on this topic, because I think I feel, personally, being on on the right side of the law and the wrong side of the law, that the the due justice is too lenient. Mm. What is going to deter people from killing cops? Yeah. What is going to deter? If they're just going to go do uh, life and and sit on on death row for 15 years to fight their conviction or their death penalty, that's no deterrent for a human being.
1: We've gotten to a place where I think that that's part of the justice question I'm asking here, right, is if it's not working or if victims do not uh, see that balance. The reason I asked you, too, about how people treated you is that's another part of the justice part, is that you did your time, and people need to treat you as somebody who has paid their debt to society, right? And you should be treated that way. I'm I'm glad that some people did, and I understand why some people don't. That's something that we have to do when people get out. we got to treat them right because they they did their time.
7: I I, I think that just comes with when you When you decide to break the law, you get convicted there there 's still there 's litigators there 's police departments because you 're on parole you 're you 're looked at as a second class citizen yeah but but that 's okay that 's to be expected yeah. the greatest thing that is if God is forgiving me, please, I pray that you would forgive me mm.
1: that but, is so meaningful, Mark, I really appreciate your testimony. I was part of a ministry for a little bit where it was ministering to gang members getting out of prison. And a big part of it was to keep them from going back into the gangs and, absolutely, and then to help them get into society with a job. And, and, uh, you know, it's down there in San Diego, it was called community wraparound. You know, I'll give it a shout out. I think they still do that. And uh, I'll tell you what, some of the testimonies I heard from people were the wildest and the greatest things that God had done in the lives of uh, people who had done some horrendous things, but they went to prison, they, put, they did their time, and uh, now they're serving the Lord.
7: Hey, I had the pleasure, I know Tom's to to go up to Pelican Bay as a volunteer Christian, and Pelican Bay is is kind of the worst of worst in California. And they have a strong, a very strong church up in Pelican Bay prison. Mm-hmm. And and you know what, the the Spirit of the Lord can penetrate the hardest penitentiary steel and the hardest heart
1: that's absolutely right
7: i'm proud to fellowship at first fundamental bible church in whittier and part of a, a group that goes into juvenile detention centers to let the kids know that there's an
4: alternative route
1: good for you thank you so much for doing that mark it matters Um, you know, this is why we're, we're told to go into prisons, right. And minister to prisoners, because I appreciate your call, Mark, that people can change that they change with the Lord, by the way, because if you come out and your, your moral center is the same, well, you might want to go, uh, finish the job of whoever testified against you, right. Or kill the person who you tried to kill. There's, there's horrific things that people even come out of prison on the other side, but there are so many people who, are convicted of whatever and it can be minor things right maybe you never speed again because you got that ticket or you don't go in the carpool lane but maybe you've committed violent crimes people can through the lord um do better and get over it but at the same time you you carry the the consequence of what you did through through life that's part of it uh we're talking about justice let me try to get uh, let me see if i got uh oscar oscar are you still there
8: hello pastor scott
1: yeah go ahead oscar
8: okay thank you for taking my call uh, uh, like, first of all, the condolences to the officer, his family, you know, God bless them, you know, can't even imagine what they're going through right now. Uh, what you said earlier about, about the, the supposedly the suspect who did about him being mentally ill or whatever, yeah. uh, that's the case. If that's the case and you know, no matter what, they'll be, uh, uh, prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law and would we'll lock him up and, just, and let him spend the rest of his life in prison getting the help that he needs, you know? So that, that, that's there. Uh, real quick about the, uh, justice, what you've been talking about, um, what I always learned is that justice is supposed to be balanced and colorblind, but that's not always the, that's not always uh, the case. Uh, right. I think, give you two I give you two examples of the big cases in my lifetime: it was the OJ Simpson trial and the uh, the cops who beat Rodney King. You know, they you can very, very easily say they they they, uh, they should have been convicted. You know, if we look at all the evidence out in hindsight, you know, OJ was a famous African American athlete, and the cops were, were were white cops. You know, and um, you know these justice. You know, so justice is isn't always fair
1: so and then it's not work. just and i think that's part of why we have to do you know, remember what johnny cochran said about that he was oj's attorney he had a yeah. he he was he said something i think that is um it's a it's a important statement that we got to keep in mind he said this he said justice isn't black or white he said the color of justice is green yeah and exactly. what he meant was yeah. if you got a lot of money you get better attorneys Right. Yeah, and yeah. you uh, so that that also is not just uh, that that can be the case. sometimes. Oscar, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott show and hang on. I got to take a break, Frank. I see your call and others will take your calls when we come back. I also want to answer ask you this question and I'll give you an answer. Why did Jesus have to die? Like, why Why couldn't God just say, I forgive you all, and uh, you can all come up to the big house? Why did Jesus actually have to die? How does that fit in with God's justice? We'll take your calls, and 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. It'll we'll get to that when we come back. You can follow the Pastor Scott Show on social media. Look for at Pastor Scott Show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Pastor Scott Show. We'll be back as the Monday edition continues. Stay tuned.
2: You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor
1: Scott Show, 888-528-2557. Officer Clickin Broomer, Sheriff uh, Deputy Clickin Broomer's uh, murderer. He was murdered on Saturday night, and uh, he is... Uh, uh, the suspect was picked up this morning by the Sheriff's Department. We were talking about that. His parents had to say our son Ryan was a dedicated and hardworking deputy sheriff who enjoyed working here at the Palmdale Station. He was proud to work alongside the side of his partners that he considered brothers and sisters as he sacrificed daily to better the community that he served. And Ryan made the ultimate sacrifice in doing. Our hearts have to go out for uh, that family and um, all of their friends. And he was just engaged to be married last week, I guess. Uh, and it's a a terrible story. So we've been talking about justice and what that is because of um, some concern that maybe his uh, murderer would not be brought to justice for one reason or another, politics or different things, but really getting into what justice is. And have we lost the concept of that? And I think we have to some extent. And I asked the question before the break, and I'll I'll get to this before we uh, end the segment here in just a minute. I want to get to a couple of your calls. But why did Jesus have to die? You know, what biblically speaking what was the reason for that why couldn't god just say i forgive you and uh those who believe in me will be saved what was the why did jesus have to die why couldn't he just come and and teach or show people the way or or be punished some other way you know 888-528-2557 888-528-2557 frank and burbank welcome to the pastor scott show
9: hi pastor scott um some of what I was going to say was kind of covered by a couple of the previous callers. Yeah. But um, an interesting thing that just came to me after after what you just said, Then, um, uh, of every kind are crimes against God. Mm-hmm. And that's why Jesus had to go to the cross. I mean, if I killed somebody and uh, their relatives forgave me, I'd still go to hell if I died without Jesus. Right. Okay, I mean it's God who we've sinned against. Yeah. That's why Jesus is a absolute necessity. Um, good people, bad people. Uh, you know, <laughs> there are no good people, <laughs> actually, if you really get down to it. But um, the other thing that um, I I go to church with a lot of guys who came out of serious crime, and I thank God they're they're new creations in Christ. They went to the cross and. Whatever they were before, they're not that anymore, and I thank God that there are, a lot of them are out of prison. Having said that, I still—Romans 13, uh, for the people who say death penalty is never of God—it's very clear that that's still uh, civil government. Um, has God has ordained that, and the Bible says, to exercise wrath that's right. on those who do e- evil— And um, the only reason I mentioned it is because the people who say, oh, no, that's Old Testament and not New Testament. Well, that's not true. And I think I would say this. I'm not in favor of just killing a bunch of people for crimes. I'd rather have them get saved and and released and and serve Mm. God. But I believe it should be on the table.
1: The death penalty, you mean?
9: Yeah, on the table. If you do this— be forewarned this is a one of the possibilities yeah okay
1: you know and i think and the that, reason for that frank that you know what i was getting at too before is that the question needs to be not just is this a deterrent but what is actual justice when there is a proven case of first degree murder right what is it is in you know, the argument would be on the death penalty is life imprisonment good enough, or is that not far enough, right? And and people can have that argument. That's not really what our topic is right now, but it's the idea of justice needs to be uh, right. Like, there needs to be a balancing uh, of how yes. that works. And, you know, so in that question, you know, what's the right balance? Frank, thanks for calling in for uh, holding on here so long. 888-528-2557. Let me take uh, your call here, Marge and Whittier. Marge, welcome to the
10: Pastor Scott Show. Hi, thank you. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to share from my own personal experience. Um, My firstborn son was murdered out of state in Virginia back in 2004 by a young man, a 16-year-old man, a 16-year-old boy. And, um, you know, I didn't go to Virginia. I'm here in California, but I did have to write a victim's impact statement. And in that victim's impact statement, I didn't ask for the death penalty. I didn't ask for any specific term. I just asked that he stay in there as long as it took for him to get right. Mm -hmm. And what he ended up serving was a total of seven years. And so many people that I knew that knew of the situation were disturbed by that Yeah, because it was like seven years for a life, you know? And, you know, to say that he came out and turned his life around, I'm not all that sure he did. He didn't commit the similar crime, but he did end up back in prison for other offenses, much smaller offenses. Yeah. Um. So you know.
1: You know, uh, I'm real sorry that happened to you. I know uh, other other parents in a similar position. You know, and as Christians, we have this call to forgive, right? There is yeah,
10: exactly you know, and exactly. and part of
1: that is for us, you know. Otherwise, you're going to hold that bitterness your whole life, and you can't. You know,
10: and I, absolutely, and that was the, one of the things that the Lord imparted to me audibly. Yeah. Sitting on my porch one day, He said, "You have to, com- you have to forgive completely and immediately. Yeah. Because if I would have waited to try to think about the, the why, you know, I just had to listen to what He said the same way He forgave me. Yeah, completely and immediately, and that's what I was able to do. Yeah. And You know, so it was in God's hands. I left it. I said, Lord, if that's the law, if that's what you give them, then that's
1: what it is. I'm grateful for you, Marge, and uh, thanks for sharing your story uh, with us today. You know, it's a hard thing. You know, one of the most, I think, stories of uh, forgiveness a few years ago when somebody went in, I think it was in Charleston, South Carolina, and murdered all those folks for, I think, racist reasons in a Bible study, and then. At his trial, people came in one after another and forgave him. It was very moving, right? And it was the right thing to do, incredible thing to do. However, uh, it would not have been the right thing to do, I think, to let him out of prison, that guy, right? Because justice has to be served even though there's forgiveness like there can be both right forgiving somebody doesn't mean that they don't go through the punishment um that the the state has been given um to give them you know and part of this when you get into the the biblical nature of it why did Jesus have to die uh, Romans 3 gives us some of that it's uh you know to get into this is super important to know about our faith um but you know, Romans 3 tells us about the atonement, tells us why it was that Jesus had to de- to die. But now, apart from the law of the righteousness of God has been made known, to which the law and the prophets testify, this righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Right? So everybody sins and nobody is righteous in that sense, but we're all justified by Christ the same way if we believe. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement, Romans tells us, through the shedding of his blood to re- to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. You know, God doesn't punish our sins uh, immediately all the time, right? It's not like you tell a lie and your teeth fall out all of a sudden or you gain 30 pounds. You know, there's forbearance. And in this case, he had left the sins before Christ unpunished. Um, And there's punishment and consequence for sins, right? But the ultimate punishment... There's forbearance there. He did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time, to be just. See, there's so much about justice and God's justice here to study. It will tell you about this. But the reason that Jesus has to die, you know, is because somebody's got to pay. At the end of the day, justice still has to be paid for. At the end of the day, the debt has to be paid off. Right? Can I forgive somebody without punishing them? Yes. Can I let them off the hook? I can do that because I can forgive and, you know, maybe in my case, uh, you know, I can do that. But God, because he's just, he can't leave sin unpunished. He can be merciful, which is also part of being just, is you got to be merciful. That's part of justice. It's another discussion. But still, even with that, somebody's got to pay. So what we see here in Romans is for years, God left sin unpunished. He had mercy, but... Justice was still required, and he waited. Somebody eventually had to pay. It comes due. He did it to demonstrate his justice, to show the world that he is indeed just, and sin will not go unpunished. And in this way, God took the punishment for sin and put it onto Jesus. See, the punishment for sin, the Bible tells us, is death. That's cosmic justice. It's, it's God could not, and be just at the same time, just let it go. You know, Jesus had to die. God is merciful, so he allowed sin to go in punishment unpunished for a while, but because he's also just, he must bring it up. He must, somebody's got to pay and all of us are guilty. So we can't afford it. We can't pay. He had to put it to Jesus. He had to have somebody live a perfect life that we can't live. And then our punishment put upon them. See, it pays the debt and that's justice. Through one man sin comes in the world, through one man it comes out, through we're all fall short of the glory of God, but we can all be saved through Christ. See, there's a balance that you will find there. And that's unique, by the way, to Christianity, that we're saved by this grace of God and not by the works that we do justice. It's an important subject. We need to know it better in our society. And I think even as Christians do. All right, I got to take a break. We'll come back for hour two of the Pastor Scott Show. You can get the podcast of this show. Just look for the Pastor Scott Show. You can follow us on social media at Pastor Scott Show. And uh, you can watch us right now at KKLA.com. We'll be back as the Monday edition continues. Stay tuned. Three-star general,
0: Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's